Welcome back to Dare to Rise. I'm your host, Nicole. And with me always is my partner in crime, Tina Kay. Hi, everyone. I hope everyone's doing well out there in podcast world. Oh, yeah. How have you been? I have been good. I just, you know, keep living life. I went to a retreat this weekend. What kind of a retreat? I want more details. (laughs) A book writing retreat. So was able to work on a book that I'm working on and um, got some major words done, some major healing done. So that was awesome. And I'm just really been focusing on that and getting ready for our little kumbaya session tonight. So I love it. Anything else new going on? Um, well, my son just got home and came home with three tattoos. Oh, that's like a normal day, right? (laughs) Well, especially when he left with zero and, um, but you know, I, they do fit him. One of them says, love yourself. So I can't all about that. Yeah. So he's all about self-love. He's on this journey of music and healing and really finding himself. And so I can't complain at all. I just was a little shocked, um, <laughs> but they are actually pretty cool. So I love it. Um, yeah. I don't know if he'd like for me to go get a matching one with him, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what about, what about you, Nicole? What have you been up to? Oh gosh, girl. I'm truly just working. My kids are doing online school. So that comes with a own set of challenges. But again, super grateful that we are blessed in that way that our kids can be home and do online school. And then just working with um, the coalition that I'm a part of, Fremont Five Communities That Care. Um, The holidays are literally around the corner. So we're just working on things that we can do in the community to help people who may need a little extra support this year with the upcoming holidays with Thanksgiving and Christmas. So just brainstorming ideas of how we can better serve our community as a coalition. That's awesome. uh, Kind of boring, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) No, that is so giving, so giving. You know, we were talking the other day about, you know, everybody's plans um, for the holidays are kind of shifting a little bit, still doing a little something different than we're not accustomed to. But um, I think it's a great time for us to look at what we can do to give to others and and take a pause and do something different this year um, in, in terms of being thankful for what we have. So that's what I plan on doing with my kids. No, I love just that. Um, maybe something different than Tom the turkey and <laughs> and um, just trying to make it completely different and set, set a new standard for 2020's Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Anyway. And I hope instead of we thinking about how different it it is or what we're not able to do that we're still mindful of the the positive things we're still even if it's a smaller group of people you're still being able to celebrate and recognize you know being in that present of gratitude and appreciating oh, yeah. what's around you so let's not focus so much on what we don't have and 
let's focus on the positive and be mindful of that. And that's what's so perfect about our special guest that we have on here tonight um, going into mindfulness. We have Stephanie Dutar as our special guest. She's the owner of the Lotus Yoga Studio Cafe and Shop here um, on 25th Street here in Ogden. Um, a little bit about Stephanie. She was born in Michigan, raised by her tal- talented parents, um, Stephen and Eveline. Um, Stephen being a craftsman at heart and Eveline who had begun to explore a more holistic way of living. Stephanie had the opportunity to embrace both gifts from each parent. She believes that there is no mistake as to who we become and saw the impact early on that these traits that came from her parents would serve in her life and in the life of others. As Stephanie got older, the urge to explore further from her birth state was weighing strongly. And after adventuring around the state, she made the decision to travel to South Africa at the age of 22. Wow. This experience would forever ingrain in her the primal understanding of life and joy through simple lifestyles and traditions. After returning, after returning to the state, she set her eyes on leaving Michigan for good and over a 10-year period, moved her way through the states of Nevada, California, Hawaii, and Texas to end up in Ogden, Utah. Mm-hmm. Her explorations have taken her to parts of Mexico, Central America, South America, and to Bali, where she trained for her 200-hour registered yoga teacher certificate. <laughs> 2011. <laughs> Upon completion, the urge to open a place of positive influence for a community was magnified. And so she set forth to follow the passion in Ogden. Arriving in Ogden in December 2011, a year later, the Lotus was born. Here she resides with her vision, passion, and ever-growing space on 25th Street, cultivating a space of consciousness, wellness, growth, and culture. Stephanie welcomes you to share in this experience. As her business and offerings grow, she has been able to travel to Costa Rica, obtaining her 300-hour advanced registered yoga teacher certificate and is now working alongside her fellow instructors and offering a 200 and 300 hour registered yoga teacher certificate training right under the Lotus's roof. She's also completed her holistic health practitioner degree in 2020 and looks forward to offering another branch of healing for her community. Though things can and will be challenging, Stephanie encourages everyone to keep hold of the vision of the heart and never give up on what is yours to offer to this world. Stephanie Dutar, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, ladies, for having me. This is such a pleasure and an honor to be here. So thank you. I'm glad this all worked out. And here we are. We're so excited. We really are so excited to have you on. Can tell us how has your week been? How have you been? Um, You know, I would say it's been... A little of all things. I think that what I've been trying to do throughout this whole 2020, you know, thing we're all we're all in together here is just keep my myself centered and grounded and just ride the waves and and know that there's a bigger picture at hand here. But I would definitely say that with the mandates and the things shifting as far as the business goes, it's been a little tough of a week seeing, you know, a little bit more quiet around the space and things like that. But um, overall, I would say I'm, it just pushes me to, to, to keep moving forward and to come up with new ideas and to focus on, you know, the things that are unraveling with or without 2020. So, so I would say, yeah, I've, I've been like a little bit all experiencing quite a few emotions in, in one, in one small area of the week, but it's all good. You know, we have to just embrace it all and, and move through it. From what you've shared with your story, you're a very resilient person, I think. So where does that resiliency come from within you? Yeah, that's um, that's something that kind of runs 
a bit back in my life. And um, I, I think I've always been naturally a hard worker and, and saw those visions and, and kind of just put the target out there, shot the arrow and just went for it. And, and I think that's just was built into me naturally. But I also think that some things I've gone through in my life, the loss of my parents at a young age, and I found in my own life that keeping moving and pushing and, and moving forward was important um, versus maybe coming to a halt and falling into that maybe gap or a hole and not being able to climb out of that, which I think oftentimes we can do. It's pretty easy to just be overwhelmed and shut down. So for some reason, for whatever reason, I've been able to push forward and I, and I take these things as challenges. It doesn't mean I don't stress or that they aren't difficult and all those things. Of course they are, but it's really hard for me just to lay down. <laughs> so I take, I feel that, you know, that, that saying that a diamond is formed under pressure, right? Mm-hmm. So if you look at a piece of coal and you think, oh, it's that, but under that pressure, that beautiful things can come from that if we allow it and we just keep on pushing forward with our vision slowly, but surely. And I would really have to say that the biggest lesson for me in life is to shift that sometimes and say, okay, it's okay to slow down. It's okay just to hang out and not have to be pushing for something all the time. So there's a balance at play always, whatever side you're on. that, Right. Um, so yeah, over the years, that's just really kind of trailed me and forged this path forward into to what we all know as Lotus and other experiences prior to that leading up to that I had um, like you wrote it uh, read in my bio that my father was very crafty so I'm just one of those chicks that like has a ton of tools I build all my own stuff oh I love it Built a lot of stuff out for the new place and the old um, location as well because we have just moved in the last five months And then from my mother's side, I kind of just took that holistic path and she was really trying to seek out what this was for herself and her family. And, you know, unfortunately she died early on, but I really took that information, that knowledge, and it just settled into me and it's always kind of been my norm. So it's great in through my eyes, seeing Lotus and what that is and where it comes from is a lot to do with those influences from my very own parents and those gifts that I was gifted to um, utilize, to bring to others. So if you ever need anything built, let me know. Oh, you're a girl. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm so yeah, excited. Totally. We've got, we've got a handsy <laughs> woman who knows her way around the tools. This is awesome. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's always um, something I enjoy and something I'm so blessed to be able to do because owning your own business, you're always up against a lot of things breaking or, what have you. So, you know, in like a back maintenance kind of <laughs> way, I'm that girl running around handling all that, which is actually very helpful. And it's, it's very much cost effective. right? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so I think with that tenacity and that perseverance, I've just taken what I know and, and I pushed forward with that. And um, for me, it kind of was, I would say that it was, easy for me to see what I was and the value in that and not have to go out and search for something or, you know, I didn't finish my college degree and I was very much okay with that because I really resided in these parts of me and I felt like that was something I could go forth with. Um, 
Yeah. And I've even had my own little stained glass business years prior and built for commercial and residential. I have like these little lights before Lotus, you know, that I um, tend to not forget about, but when you're in a new chapter of your life, you're like, oh yeah, there was these other things I did too. (laughs) Here I sit eight years later owning Lotus in Ogden and I'm so in love with Ogden and, and I'm so happy that I can call this my home. And um, after moving around for those 10 years and somewhat feeling like a gypsy in a way, and I love that life, but I do like to be rooted. And so it's, it's been a pleasure being here and being able to get to know the community and um, finally having more time kind of to be out and about doing different things other than being in, you know, the, the innards of Lotus, making that work and happen for so Stephanie, that was long-winded, but thank you. <laughs> no, it's a beautiful story. We're excited for you to share that with us and our audience. Thank yeah. You. I I guess I'm interested with you have all these talents and skills and and you've you've experienced some death and some pain. So what even though you were raised with um the tools and and things that your parents gave you, there are other people out there, and I'm sure some of our listeners that have have had a great childhood or great experience being raised by some um, great parents or maybe some parents that had an opportunity to do things a little different. But you still rose from that and have accomplished so much. So what do you think was within you um, that you really had to get in touch with that may help some of our listeners who are going through some transformation themselves? Right, right. Um, I think the biggest thing that I would share, could share, would be that I was able to just come into my own and listen to whatever that was in me. You know, I wasn't, and this is my personal story and I hope this would influence others too. If they're not having this opportunity yet that they will create this for themselves, but just to um, seek what is in your heart and really listen to that, those pieces and really listen to what it is that's calling you to be who you are to be in this world. And I believe we're all here to offer something and we're all of value or we wouldn't be here. So really digging into those strengths of yourself and, and being confident and comfortable to listen to whatever that is. And it doesn't have to look like my story or anyone else's story, but I feel like at a young age, I was comfortable with who I was and able to just portray that in in whatever situation at a young age. And I don't know if it's, I think it's a combination of just who I was naturally, but then, you know, losing my father at the age of 13 and that crushing my world, really, we, you know, he was definitely my go-to and we got along great. And, and at that age, at any age, it's tough, but I think that I had to look around and, and know how precious life is and just push for whatever it is that I thought was right. And and I felt like I was in a lot of ways going against, against societal standards where I didn't go to, I, I didn't finish college. I did some I, in South Africa. I studied there for a semester and did some community college. I didn't settle down and get married. I didn't have kids. And I'm not saying that these are incredibly amazing, beautiful things to accomplish in your world, but these things didn't feel as normal as these other things that, 
took me on my path. And I just had to follow that and trust that that was Mm -hmm. my journey and that I wasn't doing anything wrong or, you know, so I just think really believing in that little beak in your heart and just going for it. And and people are going to tell you people close to me that I would have thought would have been my biggest supporters, even opening up Lotus were like, you might be a little crazy. This is Ogden. Like, you don't know, (laughs) like, it's, is there any other ideals you have? Like, I don't know if Ogden's going to receive this. And I was so new to the area that I didn't know that other things have come and gone and continue to come and gone. I, I didn't know the culture. And I was just like, no, this just feels right. This building feels right. This feels right. And again, I'm not going to say that it was easy just because I believed in it with so much depth and love. It's a challenge, you know, to really set forth and, bring these ideas and these visions and these goals and dreams into fruition, you know, so trusting and trusting hard and just keep going no matter what people say. And and I just think that some people who maybe don't share in your vision or, or know how to support you have their own fears. It's always through somebody else's personal filters. And we have to remember that and just keep, keep to our, what, what we believe in really. Um, I, I've said this before and I've said it, you know, I'll say it again. I, I, I love the saying, just jump and build your wings on the way down. <laughs> like you don't have to have it all figured out. As long as you leap, like that's where the figuring out is. You can't sit still and think you've got it all figured out in your mind and then you're just going to go do it and it's all going to make sense and just play out so beautifully. That's just not going to happen. It's never going to be exactly what we think. So toss yourself into it, cartwheel, jump, whatever you have to do. I love it. And then figure it out on the way down. <laughs> and, and you will, you know, and you will, and it'll look a little different from what you thought it would be in the first place, but trust that, you know, everything always falls and in, falls into the place that it's supposed to be. And just listening to what you're saying, Stephanie, it sounds definitely, you, you just have a sense of of acknowledging about being authentic to who you are, even if the people around you um, don't maybe align with that vision, but honoring and, and acknowledging your authentic truth. I think that's really a beautiful thing from at least what I'm hearing from your yeah, story. Yeah, at the bottom of, yeah. And in, in, in the straight to the point way of thinking, yes, absolutely. And no one has to agree with you. No one knows your heart. No one knows your mind. No one knows what your, you know, what we would say in yoga, your dharma, what you're here to offer the world, you know, and sometimes we don't even know what that is, but something's guiding us. And I I remember the first time I walked into the old building um, downtown and I knew without a shadow of a doubt that that was the building for me. And this was the time. And, and, and I just went for it. And I started writing a business plan four months after I got here. I was bartending at the time. And I got word that there's like city money you can, you know, a tab into all. It just started like little things started like showing up. And I just had to pay attention and, and just go for it. Yeah, I'll stop there. But yeah, no, I, I I really do. I love that. So just going into um, you know, your 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 history and everything. What led you to yoga? Like, what made you decide this is an avenue I want to check out and see if I have a passion for it? Like, what and what entered that for you or started? Yeah. So going back to my mom, who was um, kind of on this path, even my 
sister's 10 years older and she had a lot of things happening when she was born. And that was, I think, the start of my mother's seeking out this holistic way. And um, I, I was 17 or 18 and there was a wellness center that was close by my house in Sterling Heights. And it's still actually there, which is really cool. 20 something years later. And it was basically massage, but they had colonics. They had a homeopathic doctor. They had yoga in the back. So this was the first time that I was actually introduced to yoga. And I, I don't really have honestly this like vivid memory of that first class, but I can tell you, it led me to want to go do a training. And I actually had entered into one when I was 19 at in Kripalu in Massachusetts. And unfortunately, my mother ended up passing away, or I'm sorry, my grandmother ended up passing away about a week into it. And, and it just, it pulled me out. Like, I just felt like I had to come home. And clearly there was something in that experience that I was like, whoa, but you know, it wasn't just the yoga. It was the the whole environment that I was in, you know, all the layers of the massage and the homeopathy, there was a, a, a chiropractor that did a lot of holistic stuff and just some real, I, I could feel the energy of the space. And I think that's in that moment was the moment I was incredibly inspired by the path of yoga, but not only that incredibly inspired by having a wellness center, doing something holistic for the world. And it just felt really natural to me. And, I grew up in a household where my mom had a, a juicer for raw juice when I was 16. And, you know, I was around essential oils and all these ways of life and talking about certain things that probably most people would feel uncomfortable about was norm in our families. So, you were doing it before it became a trend, right? Before it became yeah, like our friends would come over and be like, you people are weird, but I dig it because I feel comfortable at home and I can talk about this crazy shit that it doesn't seem normal, you know? And, it, it, and so it really, it was a way of life for us. And it was not only my mother's exploration and her trying to bring this into our lives, but it was, it was really grasped my attention. Um, and it wasn't until my, in 2011, did I actually go not back to Massachusetts, but I went to Bali to, to finish a 200 hour yoga teacher training. And, you know, there's a tinge of regret for that 200 first 200 hour, but it all laid out the way it was supposed to be. And I trust that. And, and I was still able to come back on the path and, and carry on. And that's awesome. Well, I know um, Nicole and I went to your cafe and I had a lotus elixir and I actually got two of them because they were so delicious. <laughs> I, um, it was just fabulous. But I know that, you know, there's just this feeling that you get when you walk up to um, a business or a storefront or whatever. And and just that um that welcoming that I felt, you know, the grass and the trees and the patio um, and just seeing witnessing all these people going in and out and just seeing that light in them. And I just think that is so cool. So as you have progressed and, you know, I know you had a, the business and then you just moved, which I like, it's just beautiful there. What kind of transformation have you seen in some of the clients that have walked through those doors? Yeah, that's a beautiful question. Um, I definitely have always cherished over the years that, you know, these, my old location and the location now have definitely been set up with intention. You know, there's a lot of thought in just the products we have and 
the focuses we have exude a certain energy that people really pick up on. And that's amazing. And I really feel that for the most part, people from the cafe perspective, from that angle, right? People can come in and get foods that we really try to cater to the different ways of people's either choosing or needing to eat. So we have all the gluten-free, we have the vegan, we have the vegetarian, we have meat, we have all sorts of different opportunities. So people really feel supported in that lifestyle. You know, we definitely have people come in and like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I have to do it. I'm like, no, this is why we're here because if you need to change it or make it a certain way, then that's why we're here to support that with you. So it makes people feel comfortable and supported. And I think that's great. And more so even in the yoga classes where we've had students start with us seven, five, six, what, however many years ago, and they're still with us. Just the gratitude they share with myself personally or other instructors or you know, there, and I just have always such a great staff that are just so kind and, and wonderful that they're just in, in gratitude because they have felt their transitions in their own lives. And that's a big part of my message. And it's, it's not posted anywhere, anything, but I really feel like we have to be empowered and to hold ourselves in a place where we, we have work to do ourselves. So my space is laid out for you to come and do that for yourself you are in that space, but I think it's very important that we, you know, hold ourselves accountable for our journey and, and show up and do our work and we maintain a space that people can really come into and do that. So I think the gratitude from everyone, and even if they're just coming in for a day or traveling through and they're like, oh my God, I'm so glad I found you. This place is amazing. It's just so me. You know, whatever those positive moments of feedback are and those are the moments that are most important. You know, those are the moments that matter the most because it makes me always understand why I did this in the first place because these spaces are necessary and people do want to feel like they're heard and understood when they have all these, you know, maybe dietary complications or they're just had such a hard you challenge in their life. And then they can come and learn what it means to decompress and, or someone that's searching, searching for um, a better way of eating. And then we're like, come on in, we'll show you how that works. You know? And then they start to feel good. And then they're so great, you know, so it's just, it's this beautiful movement that's happening, you know, and I think gratitude is the key word to it all. No, I love that. I think like kind of what you were saying, you guys are providing the tools. Um, if they're reminders, if it's physical, if it's emotional, but they're in the driver's seat of how successful that is implemented into their life. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we, I'm, I'm sure we and ourselves have had that, those moments where we're like, Oh, you know, I gotta, I gotta get back on the saddle. <laughs> <laughs> And, and we fall off and, and I do the same thing. I'm human. So there's time we three years ago when I was actually doing my online school, I just started it. I just hit a really big, thick, heavy wall and I was just exhausted and knew that I wasn't listening to certain things. And, and I had adrenal fatigue and I had all sorts of stuff going on that I worked with my natural path who I'll be interning with. Um, and I knew how to turn it around, but sometimes we just need, we just need to reach and we need to be, we need somebody else to say, Hey, here's the tools, you know, 
she got to do the work. It mm-hmm. took me going home every day and taking the supplements and the remedies and all of this stuff. And but admitting to myself, even though I, I have this space, I run that looks a certain way and is a certain way I'm human too. And I have a constantly have to remind myself that I need to tend to me and that's important, you know, and we all have those moments where we're just not, or we're not enough and, or we're not, doing that enough you know doing the work mm-hmm. enough and we just have to check back in and well wellness is perfect though that. right like wellness is not always a perfection thing but if we're you know making being mindful of it i think and being conscious of it and again it maybe not every single day is perfect but if we're trying to aim for at least the majority of mm-hmm. time like that's better for our whole overall being absolutely it has to be in in for the, in, for the sake of balance i mean it really it really does. And, you know, we all have those parts of it or those things we do or, you know, whatever that is in our diet and our lifestyle, anything, you know, that we tend to beat ourselves up about, but hopefully we, we can all work towards a little bit more of just understanding like these things are okay too. But yeah. we just can't tip it. Like having to, a know, glass of wine is okay, right? A glass of wine is nece- yeah. necessary. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And maybe three glasses of wine. Stephanie, I knew you were our kind That's of girl. That's really to say that. <laughs> I know. I I heard that part about being a bartender when you first started. I I definitely still have this other side of me that likes to just let my short little hair down and just, woo, you know, and (laughs) and then come back to it. And, you know, because if I didn't have that, then I I just, I, there's people that are hardcore, man, and I give them credit, but I just think that you, there has to be balance in, in all things. I mean, it, it's everything that we teach, you know, the yin and the yang, the male and the female, the feminine and the masculine, all of that, light the dark, you know, we have to have it all. We can't just be all light. You know, we can't just be this radiating light of, you know, ball of light for the world. We have to be influenced by those darknesses as well with just the balance. So, so Stephanie, I wanted to kind of touch on, so tell me more about a holistic health practitioner. I have never heard of that before. So how did you get into it? How did you even know that was a thing? Give us some details about what that is and what that entails. So it's not as extensive as a natural path, which there's definitely um, a need for all degrees. Um, Pretty much what I'm going to be able to do is consult with people on diet, on um, lifestyle changes and things like that. And and for me, what I'll be personally doing is um, working with a dermal screening machine, which I've been on numerous times in my life and my natural path is going to be training me and I'll be having housing one of those in our, in our space eventually. And so basically we're just looking at ways that you can change your life. You know, I'm not here to cure disease. It's not something we can focus on, but really looking at, you know, where's there a disruption in the tissues and how can we maybe heal that with yoga or supplements or, you know, just different lifestyle changes, like I said, and however that might look for the individual. And so there's evaluation processes. And then we go on this machine and we look at all sorts of stuff as far as is there deficiencies and is there bacteria, is there, you know, all, all sorts of stuff. And then that way we can go from there and break it down. So it's really just consulting, but again, going back to like, we'll lay it out, but then, you know, those individuals that come work with me will have to 
really um, devote themselves to what those changes might need to be for themselves. So it's just a natural approach. You know, there, there might be herbs involved or you know, all sorts of holistic, natural stuff that we can do to hopefully assist the body in its own healing. And so I just finished that up a few weeks ago. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to knock this out in like a year. It's going to be fine. And then three years later, I'm done. So <laughs> I love which is it. fine too. I mean, I just had to understand <laughs> that this is just how it had to go, you know, uh, with, with everything else that I, I, you know, there are yoga schools and obviously running Lotus and things like that. So yeah, I'm happy to be done, but I mean, I don't think, Oh. No, I love that. I think again, another it's going back to, again, we have more control than what mm-hmm. we realize. I, again, what you're saying, yeah. you're conditioned to, you know, a, a prescription for this or whatever type of, um, a, prescribe something to address something when, you know, making sure even it doesn't necessarily have to be like, fit, like a, rigorous exercise, but going for a walk, yoga, eating cleaner foods. And again, not always having to be perfect, drinking more water, those little things right there, little things upon little things add up. And it really can make a big difference on your overall well-being. Absolutely. I think sometimes what happens is people get so overwhelmed that they just, just, you know, maybe throw their hands up and step away. And um, the biggest thing that we have to remind ourselves is those small little changes that we make go a long way. We don't need to overwhelm ourselves. We don't, you know, I work with privates now through the yoga and I hear, you know, there's a lot of stories that come up as far as, you know, what, what we might've been five years ago and where we're at now. And it's like, well, okay, let's just start small, you know, and maybe walk a mile, one mile, five days, four days, three days a week, you know, whatever that is. And, um, we call it in, in Ayurveda, Dinacharya, it's your daily routine, you know, and what are those small things that we picture around our lives that we can devote to that aren't going to overwhelm us and that we can just start there and then introduce more and introduce more and, and make it a lifestyle because it really is, you know, I, I don't I personally don't believe in diets. I believe in lifestyle changes, you know, because not every diet is going to work for everyone. We really have to just figure out what our body needs in this moment of time and adhere to that slowly but surely. So what, um, for somebody that's just beginning and they haven't done yoga before, they're nervous about it, they don't know what to expect, um, what could you say to someone that wants to take that first step and try something like yoga that would help connect their, um, start being more whole, whole, wholeness? Yeah. I will share that most people who email me come in and ask questions such as, you know, this, their biggest fear is that I'm not flexible enough. I'm not this, I'm not that. And and there's an instant like, well, I'm not worthy of this almost. And what I would love to say and share is that there are so many different facets of the yoga that's being taught. And I think number one is finding you know, that place, that style, that instructor that resonates with you because you might have one experience here or in the style, but I would suggest giving yourself a moment to explore a little bit 
and go through some different areas and you, you'll find what is strong you. And just to really trust that this is a forgiving path. You know, we always, at least in my studio, my space, I love my instructors because we really come at this with from all angles where it's not just about the physical workout, you know, that yoga offers. It's really about the mindfulness. And within that mindfulness, we as a studio, I'll say, or me as a yoga instructor supports where you're coming in from. So there's always options. There's always props. You know, right now it's a little touchy with the COVID thing with the props, you know, that we're allowing um, to be available. But there's always a lot of things that are there to support you along the journey and to really just allow yourself to be exactly where you're at in this moment. And if you can arrive with a little bit of self-acceptance and self-love, then you will find a place in the yoga path. You know, you really will. It's in the mainstream, you know, we, we look at it and we're like, oh my God, all these people bending into pretzel like things and they're skinny and they're, you know, they're tan and they're wearing malas and all this stuff. You know, they're, every commercial now has somebody doing yoga, right? And they're, they're probably not even yogis. They're probably just models. <laughs> so we're seeing like all this, like we have all sorts of ages and body styles and male and female and all sorts of, you know, degrees of maybe injury or inflexibility or whatever you have, you know, and, and I just think that people need to maybe jump off that, you know, maybe <laughs> give a little nudge off of that edge that's stopping them because they've got maybe a little bit of something going on within themselves and really understand that to me, a true yoga studio is in the heart of all of these aspects that should be accepting, that should be, you know, supportive and allowing people that space to just come in and as they are simply as they are. Um, so I would really say to those who might be intimidated, really just open up your, your um, availability to go and, and maybe explore a couple different areas, a couple different styles and, and teachers. And with our studio, we do have a beginner's yoga where we're taking people on the mat and we're really taking our time to break down those poses so they get a little bit more clear on what the hell is going on in the first place because it's also foreign right these poses are different it's not like your normal cardio muscle building you know whatever we're doing in gyms and things like that so i get like it's just unfamiliar right but if we can get past all that and just come and um that beginner's class is great we've got some really slow chill i teach an awesome yin class on monday nights and there's another one on friday um that's all about stretching and even if you think you're not flexible, we have to allow ourselves the time to commit to become flexible, right? So trust that they are able to, if they commit to themselves just a little bit and see where that journey takes them. It took us a long time to get inflexible. It took us a long time, you know, to get stiff mm -hmm. joints. So mm -hmm. we need to give that time and devotion and dedication how often, however often we can to kind of unravel that and start to feel better. Yeah, sorry, Nicole. I was just going to say oh. that's so true. I mean, Nicole is, you know, she she does a lot of yoga and stuff, and I'm just in that beginning stage. But 
I have noticed that everybody has their own little style and I get a little something different from each of them. But I think the most important thing for me is just that breathing and that connection and um, that meditation that comes with it. That's my favorite part is just really reconnecting to me and just taking that minute to slow down. So what I find interesting, you know, we're all, not everybody's on a wellness journey, but at some points in our lives we are. And I feel like it's at some points we are because a lot of times we don't take the time to recognize our need to just take that hour or two hours, three hours a week, even that little bit of time that can make a difference. So what I'm interested in is what time is that class on Friday? (laughs) Yeah, so there are two yin classes and the one on Friday is at 4.30. And and my Monday one is at six o'clock. The beginner's one is at 4.30 on uh, Wednesday. And then we also have, you know, we have... um, slow flow and then we have power flow we have all kind of different degrees that you can move up depending on what you're looking for and um you know we kind of always encourage people to start with the yin and the beginners and then jump off of you know those those platforms after they've been a little bit more familiarized and some people might be ready for something different and, and that's totally each individual's journey but But yeah, I just, I really think that this is so beneficial. And another thing too, is we get into classes and we start to feel insecure because that person next to us is like, oh gosh, you know, they can do so much. And it really, yoga really teaches us so much that we can pull off the mat into our daily lives, you know, and, and to really just hold within knowing that you are on your own journey and it doesn't matter what the person next to you is doing it matters what how present you are in your body and and just working with that and and letting all that other stuff fade away you know that that rectangle that we bring ourselves on that yoga mat is our own sacred space and it is our time to be with with self Oh, I love that. Well, I have been fortunate enough to attend some of your guys's yoga sessions at your studio, and it is definitely a welcoming space. And the instructors, all the ones that I've ever been exposed to have been wonderful and make you feel completely comfortable. And again, even it doesn't matter what pace you're at or in your yoga journey and everything. What I got a sense when I came to your guys's studio is the sense of community. And was that always your intent when you created Lotus or your business was that you wanted it to be this community central hub or where, or did that just organically come over the years or develop over the years? You know, oddly enough, I, I, I don't think I definitely, I don't think I had this direct thought, like I'm going to build this place and they will come and we will, you know, (laughs) establish this thing together. I just, I guess it was more in the, beginning stages about just creating a space for individuals to come to. But absolutely. I mean, I love seeing that there's, you know, students who are new and other students embrace them or students that have been there, you know, with each other for four or five years or whatever it is, you know, and, and they've, they've created friendships and maybe those friendships stay sometimes within the walls or form out, you know, kind of grow outside of the walls. Um, but it is so cool to see, you know, and I, and I, I can't see like that was a direct up, but it's just so cool to watch people come know each other and, and catch up and care, you know, and, and because 
you're in this place in your life where you're showing up and you're wanting to do these things. There is a camaraderie there, right? There is a connection that you have because there's something in common and that commonality really, especially with what the commonality is in our space, it really, I just feel people soften and they open and they're, you know, we can become a little bit more vulnerable because it's safer. We can be seen in a different way that maybe those outside situations or or whatever it is don't always allow us to be. So I think that's incredibly important. It has become a key factor to the space. You know, definitely Lotus has taken on its own heartbeat. You know, I might have birthed that baby. (laughs) It's its own living, breathing thing. And everybody, including the instructors, the employees, every single person of our community that supports us, that we're so grateful for. You know, it takes all of that to happen. And even just watching my employees, you know, form these bonds with our regulars you know and because everyone's just so friendly and genuine and and exactly what I was going to say it's a very welcoming space when Tina and I went there for our lotus elixirs which were (laughs) amazing it was it's a very um positive uplifting space and it's and it's just comfortable truly so I I just I think it's a beautiful thing that you've created and that you um, are sharing with Ogden I think again I've I shared this with you I really do think the Lotus is a central hub of Ogden like it's a staple of Ogden <laughs> I can't That's imagine beautiful. Ogden without your, you. studio, yeah. without your studio truly oh thank you yeah it's been so cool to just <laughs> It's so funny. And I, and I always laugh at this and, and I'll share this because when I first came here, I was in Texas and I just, I knew that this was on the horizon and my sister was like, just come here. You know, she's close to Ogden um, in, in um, Clinton. And, but she was like, but I don't know if you should go to Ogden. And I was oh. like, cool, I'll be in Ogden. And I just, yeah. <laughs> oh my. And literally the third day I was here, I moved here, I settled in, I, I drove to Ogden and I had been here a couple of times visiting. I had been downtown once and ski powder once and all that. So I wasn't totally dialed in. I wasn't dialed in at all actually, but I came downtown and I went into that building and I was like, this is the place. And I just knew and boom, like from there, it just kind of all started unraveling, which was really cool. So, but yeah, I am, I'm so glad I I knew it was going to happen somewhere. And honestly, moving around all those years was so great, but I always just felt a little unsettled and unsure of, you know, what, where this was going to happen or when it was going to happen. And then, um, yeah, a year later, almost exactly a year later after I moved here, I opened up the door. So See, that's such an amazing story. And there's so many resources to assist in that. Um, And there were definitely, just to throw in here as another part of the, you know, being inspired and just keep pushing. And out of the gates, I was turned away by a couple banks and a couple places in Salt Lake City to get, you know, financial assistance. And it was like, you know, you felt like you were just dragging your feet in the dirt and not getting anywhere, but that's not the time to give up. That's the time to push harder and just keep pushing for what you believe in. And then I promise if it's a smooth ride, then you know what? High five to you. (laughs) Absolutely. Like that's awesome. We all have our own place in this world and things we need to learn and grow from. But um, 
if it does present a challenge, then definitely keep going for sure. You know, what you meant, what you just mentioned about business and everything, that's actually, I wanted to ask you about that. What, what has your journey or what have been your struggles with being a small business owner or more specifically a small business owner who's a female? What have, have you had any challenges? It sounds like you have had a little bit, but kind of go into that, um, how that experience has been for you opening up as a business. Um, I definitely would say the biggest struggle has been and sometimes continues to be the financial parts of it. You know, when I first opened up Lotus at that time after, you know, the, the, the fallout, you know, over a decade ago, banks really seized on, on offering funds so easily. So I, I'm so blessed to have been working where I was at the time and um, getting directed to the BIC, um, which you can get city funding, which is a little bit easier. You still have to work hard to get that. But they were like, we're going to help you, but we're only going to give you so much. <laughs> so like out of the gate, I was like, okay, well, you know, but, and so for me, I started with so little and just kept on putting every bit of it into it. And, you know, it, it takes a lot of, um, it takes a lot of weekly daily focus and strate strategic planning in my head. And it's not this big plan I've set out or I have on a Excel sheet or on a bulletin board or anything like that. But I really have to pay attention to, everything happening in the business because as small businesses, we do run tight ships, you know, and there's not a lot of um, backup support. And, um, and it is hard sometimes if you don't have a real thorough plan or a private backer or something like that to get what you need to really support the push that you need to grow. So I would definitely say the biggest challenge has always been the financial piece of it. Um, okay. Well, I am just thankful we had time tonight to, to chat with you. Um, you're definitely someone that has shown what it takes to dare to rise and, and come through all this and, and then to turn around and provide so much of yourself to the community and, and to everybody that's looking for a wholeness journey. So Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. And it's such a pleasure to be here as well with you ladies. And also, I'm so grateful that I get to, you know, have the support for me to be, to, to do this piece that needed to come out of me. Right. Um, and so I'm ever so grateful that I, you know, we really, I really want to see as many people as we can in this community and everywhere stepping into this more, you know, holistic way of living and, or just in some way, shape or form, you know, whatever part of it that someone might be drawn to. So thank you so much. And thank you everyone for, like I said, allowing, allowing me and, and, and the people that are, are with me in Lotus, you know, all my instructors, it allows them to offer what, what they have, what they're devoted to and are passionate about. This definitely comes from all of it comes from a place of love and, and, and hopefully we will all find a better way to be within our own self in this experience on this planet. You know, we're just one little beacon 
<laughs> Down on 25th street. <laughs> no, I love it. Well, if you're, if people are, are on that journey and they're needing some support or a place to start, the Lotus is a great place to go. Um, you can always find Stephanie and her amazing team, um, on their website, the Lotus wellness spot.com. Um, Stephanie, before we let you go, do you have anything upcoming, anything in the community that you want people to be aware of to come check you guys out about? Yeah, um, it's been a little touch and go lately, but we um, had to change some dates on a couple of things and hopefully, you know, we will be able to stick to these dates. But as of now, we have a really great workshop coming up called um, Grounded in Gratitude. And of course, you know, being, I mean, we should always be grounded in gratitude every month, you know, of course, but this is kind of a spinoff of the Thanksgiving month we have um, right now. And that is... December 5th, we have so many spots available and we're going to be moving people through a yoga class and meditation and then doing some writing and some other things. And we're also going to have some mindful eating as well at that experience. And then the next day on December 6th, we have a sound bath. So Nick Mann and um, the couple people that he chooses to bring for each week um, time he does this will be there. And the sound baths are great. It's just this whole vibrational experience instrumental experience that he offers and typically he does it once a month it's been a little rocky we had dates set for the whole year and obviously that you know we're just we're all just moving through the times and um but right now we have him set for the sixth and then from there on out hopefully we'll have that once a month with him and then our trainings our our 200 hour yoga teacher training is going to be starting next on january 15th and we have a couple of spots available for that still and then our 300 hour advanced is going to be starting in April. So we're trying to create this Lotus experiential journey where once a month, we, those who are actually a part of Lotus, our instructors are coming together and forming different experiences for people to have, whether they're ceremonial or craft or whatever it might be. Um, so I encourage people to look for that. Follow us on the website or Instagram or Facebook. And we're always posting things there and, and even our weekly food specials we have and, and some inventory coming in for the holidays and such. So, Oh no, thank you again, Stephanie. Thank you so much for being our guest tonight and sharing your story and your wisdom with us and our audience. And again, make sure you guys follow Stephanie on her social media platforms and check out um, her website. And thank you again, Stephanie, for being here. Awesome. Thank you so much, ladies. So, well, we just really want to thank Stephanie for joining us today. And Nicole, what did you think? How, what are your thoughts? It was amazing. I really loved having her as a guest. Um, You know, that's why I wanted to ask her when she brought up the business piece. That was one of my questions that I wrote down there. Like, what challenges does that bring in everything? And I definitely, I think what's scary to open up something like that would be the financial part of it. Like, like to come up with the monies to do all of that and everything. And just to keep moving forward, even through the hardships and everything. And again, like she said, it's not like she's, you know, a billionaire here, but she's like, she's passionate and she's doing what she loves and Mm -hmm. you're doing what you love. I mean, hell you've made it in this world, right? Yeah. Well, no, I agree because I think the, definitely the resiliency and everything else. And um, what I was going to mention is the podcast, you know, um, as you would, as you have mentioned before, you know, 
some of us have these dreams or desires of what we want to accomplish and how we want to give back to the community and to our families and to back to relationships that we've developed. Yeah, for sure. Even that self-love and self-care and um, wellness and for her just to step up and, and um, show her own resiliency. I love that. She said the gratitude, she, she used that a lot. And I know it's a Thanksgiving and time of year to be grateful, but um, what a good reminder to be, to show gratitude for ourselves and, um, and our bodies show gratitude to our bodies and, and, um, that mindfulness of taking care of ourselves. And trust me, I'm going to be in for another elixir. I got to figure out how I'm going to do that. No, those were so No, those were so good. I, I think the important thing is, you know, and Stephanie's story, and again, being a female small business owner or just a small business owner through COVID and everything and kind of the challenges that that has, you know, really impacted our, our small businesses and our communities specifically. And just to, you know, keep having that, you know, positive attitude and keep persevering and overcoming those challenges. Um, because what your the mission of what you've created is so important, right? Not getting discouraged or, you know, throwing your hands up and saying like, I'm done with this. Like, this is really, um, something that's important and important to our community. And she knows the, the value and with what she is bringing and sharing with everybody. Yeah. So I think for our listeners, um, a call to action to me is taking time over the next couple of weeks and really identifying where that gratitude lies in first yourself and in, in those around you. So looking and spending time with identifying what that gratitude looks like, um, taking time to, to, to look at your breathing, to maybe go out and attend a yoga class or go grab an elixir, but make sure that you, you're taking, you're taking the time to treat yourself too. Absolutely. No, I, I totally think that's a beautiful thing. And again, it is November Thanksgiving, but be grateful and, you know, have show gratitude, even when it's not no November, you know what I mean? Like it should, um, I think that's, what's the beauty that I've always enjoyed about yoga is being, you know, present and the mindfulness that it kind of instills within you, um, on a, on a mental and emotional place and everything, but truly, um, it's a state of mind and something to choose every day. And it's that power of choice and making the choice to be grateful for every day, because truly you can find that, you know, you're breathing, you're alive. Um, and just embracing that and appreciating what's around you and, you know, and always choosing to dare to rise. Right. But yeah, guys. So until um, our next podcast, thank you so much for joining. Please remember to go support Stephanie and the Lotus Yoga Studio Cafe and Shop. Um, It's a beautiful place. Again, it's a beautiful, welcoming community um, place for, for all. And just thank you again for attending. And until next month, we will see you then. So always dare to rise. Boom. Standing.